It's the Bomber Brothers Podcast with Ryan and Sean Chichester. Swung on and driven to deep left. Toward the line, she is gone. Aaron Judge lined one right down the line. Swung on and lined to right center field. It is a base hit. Grounding third, scoring kind of from left off. And the Yankees win the ball game with two in the bottom of the ninth. Hit in the air to left center. It is high. It is far. It is gone. It's a grand slam. Oh, a Stantonian home run. Talking all things Yankees baseball. We mentioned Gallo. I don't know if you saw the Heyman report that the Yankees are, A, looking for a suitor for Gallo to potentially trade him, and that they have uh, have discussed the trade for Andrew Benintendi, speaking of Boston. He's obviously a former World Series champ with the Red Sox. Now he's with Kansas City, a team that's going nowhere, so they're probably inclined to to move him. But I mean, what what would be your thoughts on on getting Benintendi, or I'm sure more importantly, just getting getting Gallo out of out of New York? I mean, I'm you know, I think we mentioned Ben Intendi about our second episode. We started talking about him. I, I go go get the guy. Um, <laughs> you know, I I think he'd be a great addition to the team. He really fits the the new mold of this team, right? Um, more contact, more speed, good defense. I, th- I think that's perfect. I mean, you put a guy like him at the bottom of the lineup instead of Gallo. Now you have another guy along with LeMahieu who can get on base at a high clip in front of Judge Rizzo Stan. So you kind of have like that double leadoff with him batting ninth. I think that would be huge. Um, moving on from Gallo. Yeah, I think that would be great too, because it, it frees up. Uh, I'm Honestly, I was thinking about this walking downstairs to record. Like I'd almost rather have another arm in the bullpen and not have Gallo on the roster at this point. Um because I think the Yankees need, you know, rather than having that position player, there are there is so much versatility. You know, you can go with a shorter bench and still get guys rest, but I, I think the arms are getting a little bit tired out there. Um, so I, it might be better to have, you know, a Loiza guy and not demote another reliever and instead just have something gallo off your hands. So um, uh, I'm happy about both those developments. We'll see. We'll see what happens. And I, you know, I think Ben Intendi, it's it's a cliche thing to say about a left-handed hitter, but he'd probably do well in Yankee stadium. Yeah. I mean, the power numbers certainly haven't been there in Kansas city. I mean, he has three home runs on the season this year. He hit 17 and 134 games last year's, but again, the power numbers are are definitely not there this year. You would have to imagine that they would go up if he were hitting in Yankee stadium for, for half the time. But like you said, I mean, the contact numbers are there. He's batting almost 320. He's got a 125 OPS plus. That's all impressive stuff. That would certainly be a you know, remarkable upgrade from Gallo and a remarkable upgrade from what they've gotten from Hicks in the most part. Although it seems like Hicks is, I don't know if this is just going to be a consistent up and down kind of thing, or if maybe Hicks could finally figure something out. But it looks like Hicks is, is doing a little better. And um Ben Intendi's on the on the plus side in the DRS department in the outfield. So I think he would be I think he would be the obvious fit and a good fit. I think the question is just going to be what's it what's it going to cost? Uh, it's it's an interesting one cuz again, the Yankees it's, it's such an obvious fit. He could certainly um he can certainly help the Yankees. He's a free agent in 2023, so I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see to see what it what it would cost. It's going to be a fascinating deadline. I think it's I think it's important that there's still a few weeks away from the deadline, so the Yankees could get 
Loiza go back and get Herman here and see kind of what they have as a whole in their bullpen? Because I agree, I think they could benefit from adding another reliever, but it would be it could be helpful to see what um what they have internally in terms of who they're getting back. I mean, I hate saying stuff like that because I feel like, you know, how many summers in a row did we hear, oh, well, getting this guy back is basically like making a trade at the deadline anyway when Cashman or Hal was asked about uh, whatever injured player was coming back or why they didn't do much at the trade deadline. I would I would have to imagine with them having the best record in the league that they'd be a little more aggressive this time around. But who, who knows? We'll see. But you no. mean in 2019 when Luis Severino and Dellen Patances were our deadline acquisitions? Yes, and then Dellen wound up throwing like one inning and Severino didn't uh, – well, I mean, he we we had the game three ALDS star when he got out of the bases loaded no out chain. That that was pretty cool, but that was also about it. About it. Yeah, yeah, that was that was pretty much it. But um, no, yeah, I I look go out and I I think while I'm not concerned about the Red Sox, even though this series looked a little bit weird and the Red Sox are a little bit shorthanded, I'm not concerned about the Blue Jays. I'm not concerned about the Rays. I'm not concerned about the Twins. I'm but concerned about the Orioles. <laughs> Eight in a row. <laughs> I'm concerned about the Astros though. I think the the Yankees need another bat in order to contend with the Astros. I think um their series with them showed they have the starting pitching to go toe to toe with them. Uh, they have the bullpens to go toe, especially because you saw the Yankees come back, but they need another another threat in that lineup. Um I don't know if Ben Intendi is considered a threat, but he is someone that lengthens the lineup in terms of making the pitcher work and able to turn it over. So um yeah, go get someone. I don't I, honestly like. I'm not. I don't get into like prospect hugging like that. Go like if they get someone and they go win the World Series, I will never think about that prospect again. Most likely, and I, I mean, you know what? And if he turns out to be great, whatever. That that's, you know what? It happens. But I, I'd rather have a chance to win a, a better chance to win the World Series than have a prospect that I'm going to uh, get excited about when he comes up and, um, you know, turns into Gary Sanchez, who gives you half a great year. And then, then after that, you're, you know, you're moving on from him, calling him a failure, even though I think Gary was wrongly maligned. Speaking of, speaking of Yankee prospects that we hugged, man, Rob Refsnyder just killing us. What, what the heck was that? I know. We I didn't kids. know he was that good. He had that much power. We got killed by Rob Refsnyder, and then we got killed by a guy named Jeter. It seemed it was all very weird. And Lemayhew's defense on pop-ups. I, I made a comment the other day that he's always great on those, and then he makes two two errors. It was a weird series, man. Very, very weird. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was very weird. But back to your back to the prospect hugging idea, which I'm completely in line with you with. Ask any Twins, ask any Cubs fan after 2019 if they. We're mad that Glaber Torres got traded during the 2016 deadline after he finished his second straight all-star season, hit 38 home runs. Nobody cared. Do you think even the Indians lost that World Series, but they went there? Do you think they care about Clint Frazier right now? Or do you think they are watching the replay of Rajay Davis at that home run? They're watching the Rajay Davis home run. They're not watching Clint. Clint Frazier can't find a job. Exactly. And I think... I think it's I think people get tied to prospects because they they they've never seen them play so th- their imagination just takes off running and they immediately go to the highest possible ceiling but there's so much there's so much parity with prospects that you have you really just have no idea how they're going to pan out so why not 
use them, which I personally think a huge part of prospects is, is, you know, the ability to trade them for established major league talent. Sure. We already know what Ben Intendi is, but what we know he is, is a solid hitter who could really benefit in the power department from a place like Yankee stadium. So if it's going to cost you a couple solid prospects, so be it. I mean, sometimes, sometimes you get burned. Sometimes you make a trade for Joey Gallo and then it doesn't work out. Sometimes you make a trade for Sonny Gray and it doesn't work out, but some of the prospects you sent over don't work out either. So you just, you just never know, but you do know that this is a really good team with the best record in baseball. This is your best chance at winning a world series in recent years. So go all in deal, deal away prospects if necessary. Obviously you don't have to get rid of Volpe or Peraza or any of these top flight guys, it's not going to cost that to get Andrew Benintendi. If you can get Brian Reynolds, go do it. Okay, well, that's different. Yeah, go do it. Mm -hmm. I'm talking in terms of Benintendi, but yes, Brian Reynolds would cost more. And if he was, if he becomes available, if he is available, it's still not, not really clear. The Pirates obviously aren't going anywhere, but he has a ton of years of control left. So that will also come into play in terms of what return they're hoping to get for him. But no, absolutely. If, if he's, if he's available, I'm perfectly willing to part with a top prospect for that because that's certainly a, a game changer and man, a playoff outfield of him judge and Stan would, would just be unreal. 